Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a sitting up in that quarter, we had a real chance of putting it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall, we've got to fight. Absolutely nailed it. West Coast Eagles half yearly report card. And you got to say, uh, nobody picked West Coast to be going as good as they have. Certainly not us. Um, nope. That's evidenced by our pre-season yeah, prediction of prediction. how they're going to do. Uh, I think we predicted both the WA teams to drop off. Oh, um, I predicted doom and gloom and it's all going backwards. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have fucked that up. I didn't have them inside the top eight and right now I can't see them getting outside the top four. Yep. Um, they've lost, uh, their captain retired last year and then before the season started they had a couple of key backs do their knees and they're gone for the season and they've come out and pasted everyone. Oh, <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. On the back of a top-class midfield, they have looked very, very good. Well, that's uh, part of the thing I had a look at, is um, even though they've had a horror run with injuries, especially towards key backmen, you have a look at their midfield, and if I can find my fucking cursor, have a look how many players um, have played all 12 games so far. You've got uh, Cripps has been there, Hearn, uh, Maston, Wellingham, Kennedy, uh, Gaff, Natanui, Shui, Pritis, Lacra. So they're... Top tier players, besides their two key backmen in uh, Mackenzie and uh, Brown, I think, um, their top line uh, midfielders have all been there and down the spine. Yep. They've lost key backmen, and McGovern has come out of nowhere and turned himself into. He's in all Australian contention. Yeah. yeah. Selwood hasn't played every game, but uh, they're not depending on him that much. No, he's been uh, very much an uh, impact um, type of player and, mm. and sort of one of the older heads when the younger ones were running around. Um, outside of those guys we just named that played 12 games, they've still got um, you know uh, Elliot Yo and Will Schofield, who have been killing it this year, yeah. who've, played, who've only missed one game each. Um, and that shows you just there that um, even though you've got some injuries, it's in the midfield and uh, the, the running players, they're all still there and they're all firing for it at the minute. And it seems like that class of recruits has just been stepping up this year across all teams. So you've got the Bulldogs, <clears throat> you've got St Kilda, who heavily recruited from the same draft as Yo, I believe. Yep. Um, and they're the ones that are really stepping up. Seems like a really good class, whatever that was, or whatever they, whatever coaches were doing that season. They're coming good at the right time. And yeah. I mean, Matt Rose has um, just come back from injury as well. Uh, Jack Darling's only played the two games. Yeah. Um, he's coming back from injury and he's uh, clunking down some big marks. So yeah, wasn't he? Everything's touch positive for him. I mean, the big one you're going to talk about is Pritis. You know, Brownlow Middle Hangover, uh, averaging a you know, uh, nice little 30 possessions per game. A lazy 30, over 30 possessions a game. You can't argue with that. There, I don't think there's any... That would probably be around the top for all teams, I reckon. The, the, it would certainly be around the mark. If you wanted to be critical of him, you'd only say he handballs twice as much as he kicks. But having said that, um, you, you're really nitpicking. There's still a fuckload of kicks and handballs. Yeah, yeah. So. The class of he's a in and under and go and get it himself mm. type of player. Yeah, that's not really that much of a problem. 
Yeah, his contested possessions, his ability to just be where he has to be and find a target is spectacular. Uh, I I think he'd have to be looking at Nat Fife right in the eye for a, a, another Charlie. Yeah. Um, the best win for the year so far. Who have you got that down for West Coast? Got uh, Geelong in round nine uh, is the best win. I, uh, yeah, I had the same one. one. Yeah, I think it was just a, a classy game against a classy opposition and they just dominated them. I mean, almost won by 10 goals in the end, I think it was. It, it yeah. should have been more. That, yeah. That's the only down point about that is, uh, look, 16 goals, 24. Yep. I think they kicked 10 points in a row at one stage. Yeah, something like that. It, it should have been... It, it, you know, a 70 or an 80 or a 90 point thumping. It should have been almost Geelong versus Richmond and whatever <laughs> they put that pace into. But look, it's they dominated the game um, from yep. from go to woe. And there's no doubt about that one. It yeah. was a 40 scoring shots or something stupid like that. that I think it was exactly yeah. what it was, yeah. I think it's worth mentioning round one too because they beat Western Bulldogs by 10 points but dominated the scoreboard, 14-13 to 14-3. Yeah, it was actually the Bulldogs that kicked 14-13. Yep. They that was, lost that, that was lost. Yeah, That was their tough loss then. That was their tough loss. Yeah. That's the next question. Um, well, actually, no, I I think uh, pre-season form, you probably would have expected Bulldogs to win that one. I think their toughest loss was actually against North because they probably should have won it. Um, yeah, I mean, they've only, their only other losses was Frio and North. And yep. the, the, the North game... Um, was horrible conditions <laughs> down in Tassie. That big boomerang kick that we saw, uh, I think it was... I might have been Harvey, or it was Harvey under it, one or the other. No, it was a, a West Coast kick into the forward line and just did a right angle. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It's tough conditions, especially for blokes that are used to the, the nice, uh, sunny and mild Perth to go down and play in Arctic conditions in Tassie. Yep. It's, I mean. a, it's a rough old trip, that one. And they kicked four goals seven in the second quarter, I believe, which, I mean, really wasn't helping them at all. Um, I think they were down. They kicked one goal, one goal three or something in the first quarter. Close to that anyway. Then four goals seven in the second, which really could have uh, set them up. But um, they only kicked, what was it? Got within one point in the last last quarter. They got and, close. Um, but it was a real slog of a game. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm it's, Halfway through the fourth quarter, they probably had the run. They had the momentum. They were. I, I honestly thought they'd run over North, but um, you know, the conditions helped. Uh, some inaccuracy at goal certainly helped. I think the last three scoring shots were West Coast points. Yeah, um, when they had a chance to put it away, and there was you know the sneaky tactics by Boomer Harvey and stuff like that. Which <laughs> uh, look, that's uh, that's a veteran a veteran's uh, privilege. I think some of those yeah. that fifty meter penalty against was yeah. it against Pritis too, against Pritis, it? yeah. yeah. Um, well, Pritis got tackled holding the ball, and then you yeah. know Harvey just did that sneaky little veteran tap, and oh, fifty, and he got it. Um, I don't think we get another fifty meter for the rest of the season, <laughs> but, uh... especially when it was right in front of the cameras. So that's what that's what hurt the most out of it. Um, so the, the top three players for him, I think Pritis is yeah. clear. Draw him out of the hat, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, just as much, uh, just as much um, reason to have them in there. But yeah, I had Pritis, Kennedy, and Lacroix. I had Nat Nui in there just because of his consistency. He, he goes missing for a quarter or two here, but he's still brilliantly yeah, consistent. He goes missing towards the forward line. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did have a quiet start to the year. I think it was, uh, he had one mark out of the first four or five rounds. Yep. But he's um, you know he's taking over from uh, Dean Cox, who retired after last year. So he's got um, the majority of the rucking duties by himself. Yep. Nowadays, but he's done pretty well. Um, besides uh, the, the quietish start, well, he's played all twelve games for a start, which is great because, especially for him, yeah, um, he hasn't really had that sort of season before, and 
he's been able to read the play a little better. His his worst games, on average, are getting better and better. Yeah, and, and his flashes of brilliance are just highlight reel worthy. It, it's unbelievable. That's a good way of putting it. Actually, his worst games are better than what they used to be. Yes, it, um, he's still having that up and down a little bit, mm-hmm. but the the downs aren't as deep. And he's taken mark of the year as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. bloody hell! And I think he's also learnt how to best utilize the body that he has, which is yep. it's not a heavy body. It's usually tough to straight up out muscle people, but he's learned how to pretty much jump over people and yeah. work around it, and also very good at sort of playing to himself. Um, he's not going to beat people. To himself, he, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was that what I said? Playing with himself. Sure he's good at both, anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, we're Did trying I really to... say that? <laughs> we're trying to pick the top three players. Um, look, I had um, Pritis, Kennedy, and then you could have any one of Shuey, Yo, Gaff, Maston, McGovern, yep. um, Lacroix. Uh, it's just such a even yeah. contribution from them all. Well, I had Kennedy for his uh, sort of diligence in front of goals. Uh, well, much, leading the Coleman. Much improved, yeah. And I mean, Lacroix for picking up the slack for whatever Kennedy couldn't do. Lacroix's come in and I think he's kicked 20. over 20, yeah. Well, they've got um, uh, four guys that have kicked more than 20 goals. Um, and I think they're... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Is second in the league for scoring or, or close to it? But also, yeah. look how accurate they are. Like they're all, all of them are kicking at least two goals to every point, which you know, it's damn good to have an average across the team. Yeah. Like you've got, uh, well, Kennedy's on forty six twenty six, so he's about double. He's a little inaccurate. I mean, that's including games where they've kicked sixteen goals twenty four as well, and they're still uh, one of those accurate teams. So yeah, well, having a look at AFL tables, um, which tells us one hundred eighty six goals, one hundred nineteen points. That's good kicking. Yeah, mm. um, uh, to take Chris Masters six points straight out, they're looking even better. Quick Mas- well, Maston, yeah. I think you just condensed them into one goal. So <laughs> yeah, you, you give him give him the one goal. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah, it's just grouping terminology, <laughs> isn't it? He ended the hard way. It's been such a, a well-balanced um, effort from across the board. Uh, biggest improver for West Coast this year, or biggest surprise? I think, uh, well, I don't know if you can say improver, but Yeo. Uh, Yo, Yeah, his ability to just do what he does is unbelievable <laughs> for a bloke his age. And very consistent yep. um, this year. Stepping up when he needs to as well. Um, I had Maston. Uh, I think he's he's not a new person by any means I think it's what year five or something like that for a few might even be a bit more about that but um, he stepped up his role uh, especially across half back and pushing pretty much between the centre square his work uh, from that area of the field has been amazing setting up going forward and being a solid sort of safety man in defence whenever the other team might get a bit of flow coming in from counter play yeah Um, yeah. Um, he's turned from a handy player to a consistently good player yeah and that's the exact kind of progression you want from those uh, tough midfielders yeah look I had um, Brad Shepard down who um, has been on the list for I think four or five years yeah but the most games he's ever played in the season before is 14 and he's played 12 from 12 so far yeah he's been really consistent um, especially across half back where the Eagles have needed help in the back line yeah. And their other biggest improver or biggest surprise for me is Jeremy McGovern. He's a second-year player, and he's holding down that, that back line. He is their yep. key backman. 
I think that would have been a focus in the off-season training before this year for West Coast would be, we've got our forward line, that's all good, and our center's all good. We need to consolidate this back line. So these are positions that are up for grabs, guys. Come in, yeah. who wants it? Well, especially with uh, McKenzie, who was unlucky to miss out on All-Australian yeah. last year. They would have went, right, big year for you now, McKenzie. Yep. And then, bang, there goes your knee, you're done for the season, see you later. Yep. Um, it's horrible when a key position player goes down, but when you've got somebody who comes up and plays probably just as well. Yeah. Um, it's happy days. Easy yeah. days being a coach. It's horrible if the bloke drops out, though, because he's like, fuck, am I going to get my job back? back in, yep. yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm trade bait. <laughs> well, it, all right, who needs to lift? Who's in trouble for their career? Um, I don't think anyone's in career trouble, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple. Yeah? Um, I've said um, Scott Lysett, um, who... Now that Cox is gone, he's the, the supposed to be the second ruckman. But I think Callum Sinclair has really overtaken him. Um, and he's, uh, you know, injuries and form and that kind of stuff. Um, but he's going to find it really hard to get a game um, unless uh, they're going to rest Nick Nat. Yeah. Um, but Sinclair's um, the, the number two ruckman and quite comfortably at the minute. Yep. Uh, Lysette was, you know, last year was trying to cement that spot and I don't think he's done it. Geez, you'd feel kind of bad playing through that second string though because Nat Nui comes along he's a freak absolute uh, freak yeah. Yeah. and Cox was the premier ruckman for, for yeah, the better last part ten- of a decade um, living up to that to be damn tough it's, it's hard um, literally big shoes to fill mm. and um, sorry keep going I was gonna say, and West Coast a lot of people are saying you know they don't deserve to be top four or whatever you look at their side and there's at least five six players who would walk into any side on the, on the game like any team that says, "Oh, we don't want Nick Nat," they're lying. Of course, so. Uh, Ditto, Prittis, Shuey, Rosa, uh, Kennedy. Yeah, um, but uh, the other player I had who was struggling um, was uh, Xavier Ellis, um, yeah. only because he's mm. been there four or five years now. Uh, he was troubled in his last few years at Hawthorne with injuries, and yep. it's followed him over there. He's just come back in. I think he's played two or three games um, so far this year, and he's done fine, but. Is you've got to start to look at um, you know, you're a 10 year veteran now yeah um, there's a lot of younger players like the names you just read off Yo yeah. and Gaff and yep. uh, all the others who are coming through you're not taking game time off them yeah exactly um, so at end of the year he might be uh, I, I think he'll still be there next year but it might be mate we, we don't think we don't see you as a 22 game player could depend on uh, if they have any shortcomings this year and how they look to address that next year as well if he gets another injury you have to think he'd he might have to jump before he gets pushed. Um, he's definitely a depth player rather than the best 22. And he's the only premiership player on their list um, as it stands. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, which is... I always like those little yeah. little things. Uh, danger games for the rest of the year for West Coast. Free around 20, I think, for no other reason yeah. that there's going to be a good finals uh, Tune insight. Up. Yeah. See, I, I find that really interesting because in the last couple of rounds, um, Frio probably have a top two spot cemented. So I reckon they're more than likely going to rest people. They, they won't need to rest too hard because they're going to be playing in Western Australia anyway. But in the last three rounds, they probably will leave a few guys at home when they travel over to Melbourne. So they might drop one, maybe two of those last three rounds. Um, then again, West Coast, knowing they're going to play them sometime in the finals, might go out and just try and destroy them. It also comes down to that second spot, like we're talking about with Sydney. It's going to be very tight coming towards the end of the... Uh, season and with tough games at the end yeah. you might not be able to, to afford to drop those to get that home final the well, thing is too that's the week after Hawthorne uh, which, uh, which will be a bruising match I'm going to say they've got four well, four weeks um, they've got Sydney then they get uh, a, might be a, 
a hard game against Gold Coast. If Gary Ablett's playing, it's a hard game no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Uh, over there. Over there as well, which is the longest trip. Yep. Then Hawthorne and then Frio. Um, the good thing is they don't three of those four games, they don't travel. Um, but that's where their danger is going to be. And their only danger is losing that top two spot. Yep. And if they go 0-2 oh against... Uh, oh, sorry, in that um, four weeks, if they go 1-3, and three, they can't finish top two. If they go 3-1, and one, I think they're laughing. Yeah. And they'll, they'll take it away. Because that, that's it. I mean, there, there aren't really that many danger games for them. The and, danger is complacency. Yeah, and the thing is, it's almost... If they don't get that second spot, it could almost be worthwhile getting fourth. So you play... Um, You're still playing Frio. Yeah, playing Frio over in Perth. So it makes it really interesting that the tail end of this season for those people in the top four spots because they might not be able to afford anyone because if you get that close, they need to win those last games to get the home final. The good thing is their percentage is very healthy. Yep. um, And I can't see it going down because they have... A, a very generous draw yeah. um, and it's not you know, it's not their fault they've got a generous draw it is what it is because I mean at the start of the year uh, sort of picking them as if they were playing someone else at this time of the season you'd say that the other team has a generous draw yeah mm. um, I think I at the start of the year I said they would be just outside the eight um, yep. and right now look, it's going to be hard to get them outside the oh, top look, two I predicted doom and gloom and all going backwards and made me look like an asshole so where do you think they'll finish then how many wins Got to be in the second spot. I you think got, it'll play it where it lays at the moment. WA one two. Yeah, I've got those top. I've got the top four locked in. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got them in sixth because I reckon they'll drop a couple of easy ones, but I don't think it'll concern them too much. I think um, they're going to chase coming into finals with a clean injury list rather than trying to hit the top two spots and risk having a few important guys out. Yeah, I mean, the um, the injuries that they've had, they've been able to cover. It's if there was more. Um, that's that's going to be the thing to if they lose injuries through the midfield which they've been fortunate with yep um, but uh, look I've got them finishing third um, I, I think that um, a couple of those games like you say th- their strength so far has been they haven't lost besides the Bulldogs game they haven't lost any of the ones they're not supposed to lose yeah, yeah. Um, they, they've taken care of the sides uh, below them um, it's maybe that doesn't happen and they drop one or two or you know um, yep. hosting Hawthorne and hosting Sydney and uh Traveling away to Frio, yep. um, I don't see them going three and zip in those three games. But if they do, fuck it, yeah, they're second. That's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look at the second half of their season; they only travel three times. It's uh, it's not a bad effort. Yeah, um, and the only thing is playing teams like uh, St Kilda and Western Bulldogs, who are young and a bit fearless, and they probably won't have anything to lose at the end of the season there. And so they can't be afford to be complacent at home either. And they're playing home in. Uh, um, round 23 which is a, a good thing for them so if they do have to travel in the first week of finals yep. at least they don't have to travel back to back and if it's inconsequential to their second and third place finishing then well just let your players yeah. have a bit of a rest exactly. I mean, back. the only weakness I can see is they don't play at the G again until finals yeah um, and well, it, but then again their last game was against Richmond and they won that handily so I think that's one of two games they play at the G this year or is mm. it one of one yeah, that's their only visit to the G in the regular season. What, 100 percent from the G, so maybe and it's not a bad. They accounted for Richmond, um, yeah. you know, comfortably enough. Um, so yeah, I, I've got them finishing third and maybe fourth if they drop a, a shaky one. Yeah, but deep into the finals either way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, top four, double chance. They're going to play a home final. Yeah, and good chance that even if they don't finish top two, they'll play a home final as well. So. And look, if if something does happen and you know they fall off, um, geez, they're setting up well for next year. Yeah, aren't they? Oh, they're. They're entering a strong window for a premiership. They'll they'll see a grand final in the next three years at least. Uh, I think they're certainly going to give it a fair old shake. So if you're a West Coast Eagles supporter, 
it's been a happy uh, 2015 so far and you know, and it looks like it's going to continue. And yeah. we plainly admit we were completely wrong at the start <laughs> of the season. I think a lot of people were. All right, cheers, guys. Enjoy the rest of the season. All right. Have a good 2015.